Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Welcome everybody to today's episode where we are talking about burnout as moms, the signs of it, how to recognize it, and um, the signs of it, how to recognize it, and then what to do to get yourself out of it. Oh, hey, Jessica's here. Um, and and I Jessica, I'm going to address some things that you had said too um, in the post about this because I know you had some things that you are dealing with right now that I think pretty much every mom can relate to. Okay. Thank thank you for that (laughs) too. Okay. So let's talk real quick about, wait, okay. Put in the comments. Let me know. Do you want to hear the story, the epic story of my horrible burnout that I had when I was a teacher first, or do you want to talk about everything else first? And I'm just going to start talking about the science of burnout and then we'll, we'll decide. Okay. So put, do you want a fun, crazy story first where I lost my SHIT (laughs) or all of the good stuff to help you out first? And then we can tell the story last, but the signs of burnout can be a lot of things. Okay. There are some physical and emotional signs and then just some kind of behaviors and things that we engage in when we are feeling burnt out. So as far as like physical and emotional burnout signs, it can look like, and it might look differently for you or everybody, but it can look like chronic fatigue, insomnia, or the opposite. Like, you know, I guess that that is fatigue. Never mind, (laughs) Chronic fatigue or insomnia, brain fog, getting sick more often, um, loss of appetite or having like an overactive appetite, feelings of anxiety, depression, anger, those kinds of things. Um, it can also make us feel, okay, so, so far we have one for story first and one for story after. (laughs) So let me know what you guys want. Um, it can make us feel cynical and detached and like nothing is enjoyable. It makes us want to escape our lives. Maybe we fantasize about like running away, right? I think a lot of us have done that running away or, we joke about like just going on a month long vacation with nobody around us. Right. And in reality, that's not going to make us feel better because we're going to come back to the same old stuff. Um, it makes us very pessimistic and really hard to feel like there is anything that can work for us and that we can find a solution. Um, it can make us isolated, detached, Um, It affects like our productivity because we don't want to do anything because we are so burnt out. We have no energy to do it. It leads to apathy, feeling hopeless. And for me, I'm just going to say it again because this is how it comes out in me is like increased irritability with everything, right? I'm short fused. I'm kind of (laughs) mean. And it's just not good. So, um, It's not going to ever just go away on its own. And it does take you probably, I hope, hearing something like this today to help push you to take action 
because that's the only way you're going to get out of it. It's not going to be overnight. It's going to be kind of tricky to navigate. Hey, Heather and hey, Shaylee. Um, but you can do it. Okay. Hey, Colette, you can do it. You can figure it out. There is a way out. Um, but it really is a matter of <laughs> working really freaking hard to see objectively where you are right now, see it objectively where you are, what you're experiencing and why you're experiencing it and then figure out practical solutions that you can actually do. Because I think that's, I mean, ironically, it's kind of unfair. One of the symptoms of burnout is like that apathy, right? And having no energy to do anything to fix it and feeling hopeless. Like there's nothing you can do to possibly get out of this. This is just the way it is. But I think the most important key here, what up, Gianna, is to realize that when you are feeling so burnt out, there is always something that you can do it's going to be hard. It's going to take every last little bit of effort that you have to figure out what that is and then do it, but you can do it. All right. You can do it because nobody's going to do it for you. And if you ignore it, it's just going to compound and get worse. Hey girl. Hey, <laughs> it's just going to get worse if you don't do this. Okay. I know it's hard. I've been there. So you know what? I'm going to tell you the story right now of my epic burnout explosion, because that's what happened. And then we'll talk about what I wish I would have had done before I got to that breaking point. So it's kind of related to my mom life, but it's also related to teaching because I used to be a teacher. I used to teach Montessori. I loved it for a time, but over the years I started to get burnt out and I was burnt out from raising three kids and working a very demanding job for very little pay. Okay. I was, Working when we were in Florida, I had two jobs where I was like working from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. at one school, and then I would go work 2 p.m. to like 6 or 7 p.m. at the other school um, because that's what we had to do when we were really broke. And um, I was burnt out from my life, my home life, because I it was hard to manage it all and have very limited time to pour into them. But I was also really burnt out with teaching, and so. What I would do is like get a job at a school thinking that that would be the solution. Then I would love teaching. The school is so much better than that school and the teachers are so much better and the, administ the administrative team is so much better and I'll be so much happier here. And I would go there and I would do it for a little bit and I would get right back to this place of like hating going to work every single day, like literally hating it, really pissed off, very irritable thinking that it was always the teachers around me, the problem. They were the problem. They were irritating. They didn't do things right enough. They didn't care as much as I did. Um, they didn't understand because I have more kids than them and blah, blah, blah. And rules were stupid and nobody gets it. And I was putting <laughs> my burnout symptoms. I was making it about everybody else instead of realizing that I, I was burnt out. Okay. I was burnt out and it had been like a year of me just like coming home every night, really short, very distant, very detached, very not nice to my husband or my kids. You know, it's not like I was mean, but I was very detached. Um, and 
my husband would always be like, well, what do you want to do? Like, what do you, what, this is what he always says to me. And it's always so annoying. <laughs> He's like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Right? Like, if you want to come complain to me, cause this is how my husband and I, I work, it works for us. If you want to come complain to me every day about the same thing, you better be coming to the table with a solution and not just a bunch of complaints. Right. And so it was like a year of like, I don't know, like we need the money, we need the job, whatever. And, um, I got to a point where I was done. I was just over everything at my job and my boss, I told my boss, I was like, this isn't working. Like I've talked to my husband, I'm going to start helping him in his business because he's growing and he needs help. And it makes sense that I can go do this. (laughs) I can go do this with him get a change of pace, get out of this vicious cycle where I feel like my soul is suffocating every single day coming to this job that is no longer important to me and making me extremely burnt out in all areas of my life. And I told her like, I can give you a month notice so that you can find somebody. I gave her a month notice. And then I came in the next day and guys, like my attitude had been so horrible that, I mean, they wanted, they wanted me gone as much as I wanted to be gone. And I came in the next morning and she was like, you know what? Like, we don't need you to finish out the month, just finish out the day and you can go home and we wish you the best of luck. Right. Um, and that pissed me off (laughs) because I was burnt out, right. A normal rational me would have been like, perfect. Like, thank you so much. I really need this relief, but I felt obligated to let you, um, you know, find somebody, but instead I flipped out on her and I was like, why would I stay here for the rest of the day when you're basically like, goodbye, like don't care. And I was like, I was, I was mad. I was like, you don't tell me that I have to leave. (laughs) Right. Or you don't tell me that I can't park here for the next month, even though I didn't even want to, it made no sense, but that's what burnout looks like. Okay. I was so burnt out at home and at work and in my marriage and trying to balance things with my kids. My kids were like, what were they like four? They were like four and six or something like that. Like three and five, four and six. I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) it was embarrassing to look back on because I was like, wow, I really overreacted, but that's what burnout looks like. Okay. And maybe you see similar type things happening in your home where, you know, you're like so burnt out and people come in and try and help you and try and meet you where you're at. And you're just like, just like explode all over them. Okay. So I'm just telling you that to let you know, I get burnout. I understand it. But when it comes to burnout, it is important to recognize the root cause of what is actually, what is actually making you burnt out, right? So I took it out on my boss and I took it out on my husband and I took it out on my kids. And sometimes the root cause of your burnout is obvious. Sometimes it's not, but you have to figure out the situations and basically the triggers that are bringing this out in you. Okay. So maybe like one of the moms in the group said, she's like, what about burnout from having, you know, a strong-willed toddler who's just like pushing every single one of your buttons every day. Like, yes, that is frustrating. That is extremely difficult to deal with and that will cause burnout, but it's not necessarily something that you can change 
right away because toddlers are who they are. And there are likely a whole bunch of other sources in your life that are easier to change and easier to address than, you know, things like the toddler just going through a toddler thing. Okay. So maybe it's the clutter in your home. Maybe it's not communicating with your spouse that you need more help from him. You need him to do the grocery shopping or you need him to do, you know, to do half the deep cleaning in the, in the house, or you need him to help figure out your bill pay system, or you need him to, on a consistent basis, give you some sort of a break outside of the home where you have no responsibilities. Oops, just hit my mic over. Where you have no responsibilities to the toddler, maybe, right? Like there are so many other moving parts leading to your burnout that you, you really need to identify what those are and then find solutions for them. Also try to find solutions for the things that you are like pushing most of the blame on. Like for me, I was putting most of the blame on like my <laughs> husband who worked too much and my kids who were in, you know, they were, they were young. It's hard to raise young kids and my job. Um, but instead of hyper-focusing on those things and everything that's wrong, I wish that somebody would have told me that, that, hey, there's a whole lot of other things that are overwhelming you too, like meal planning and cleaning your house and figuring out bills and trying to get out of debt and feeling like you don't have time for yourself. So there's a lot of root causes that come into this. Figure out what they are. Hey, Cassandra, figure out what they are and try to find solutions for them and know that there are going to be seasons of your life where yes, you can change some of them quickly and easily. And then some of them are going to take more time. Okay. Especially things like a toddler behavior. Um, because like I said, toddlers are who they are. They do outgrow it. <laughs> there are lots of things that you can try not to say that they'll all work immediately or at all right away. But, um, that's part of like getting out of that apathetic hopeless type of mindset that make, burnout makes you feel and switching it around. Um, hey, Bethany. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, what, there was something that I was going to say that was important, but I can't remember. I can't even remember what it was. So hopefully it comes back to me because I feel like it was good. But so let's talk about what you can actually do um, to help yourself get out of this. All right, so this is going to be annoying because I know it's something that everybody says, but I mean, really, it is the simplest place to start, and that is getting back to the very, very basics of what you are, okay? You're a human. <laughs> You're a human who needs food, water, movement, and sleep, okay? So depending on the season of life you're in, we're not even going to talk about sleep today because for moms and moms with babies and being pregnant and all of that, like, it's complicated. We're not going to talk about that, but you can make some changes in the quality of food that you eat if you're not doing that already, drinking enough water, and getting some physical activity into your day somehow. Because at the very basic core of what we are, we are just humans. We're basically like water. We're basically like cucumbers with emotions and lives, right? But that's what we are. So just get back to the basics, eat some good food, stop eating the junk food, 
stop drinking the soda and the, the gallons of coffee because it's not actually helping you, water's going to help you more. Okay. So super basic. I think that's enough about that. The next thing is to ask for help. And I don't mean, I mean, sometimes you are going to have that desperate ask of, for help of like, I'm about to lose my mind. I've got to go, but ask for, you know, like a one-time escape, you know, like that, what we talked about at the beginning, don't ask for that three week vacation alone by yourself with no responsibilities or whatever, because that's not realistic. Okay. That's not realistic and it's not beneficial and it's not actually helpful to you because like I said, you're going to come back to the same stuff. Ask for some real consistent help. Okay. Ask your friends or ask your family or ask your kids' teachers or ask somebody from your church. I need this, <laughs> whatever it is for you, whatever you brainstorm the solutions. Can you help me get this on a consistent basis? Because that's one of the things that confuses us with burnout is that it's so overwhelming all the time that we think it's just meant to be our normal and it's not, you have to figure out ways to consistently give yourself relief and rest on a regular basis. Okay. So I know a lot of, um, spouses and couples will do things like switch, uh, like alternate, like weekends that they get to sleep in, especially if they're in a season of life where there's a new baby, right? So they'll be like, this is my weekend to sleep in next weekend. You get to sleep in um, that's more of a sustainable solution than escaping for three weeks. Or maybe it's like, I need, like, if you are super introverted, if you are super introverted, raising kids, that can be really exhausting and really hard. So maybe you are the type who needs one night a week, every single week to get out of the house by yourself and say, Hey, like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm dealing with. I need you. <laughs> to help me get that. And that's true for me. Like I'm with my kids all the time, all the time. Somebody is here and on the weekends, Oh no, you're losing signal. It's okay. I'll put the replay up on the podcast and on here. Um, Hey, but every weekend my husband will take all of the kids to the park and I get to have the house to myself. Okay. It's like for an hour or two, and he does that because he knows that I love being alone in the house. It's not even that I want to be alone and like go to Target or something. Like I just want to be alone. And I definitely want to be alone in my own house, which is my favorite place to be, right? So every Saturday or Sunday, he takes them to the park and I get to be in the house by myself for an hour or two. And I usually honestly lay in my bed and scroll Facebook. I'll be honest, like that's what I do because it feels good to me to have a quiet house every now and then. Um, but that's an example of like some real consistent help and some real consistent rest to um, make me more resistant to those feelings of burnout. Okay, guys, with four kids and my husband and I being entrepreneurs, moving all the time, like I need that because otherwise I will, I will get burnt out really quickly. Okay. Um, let's see what the comments are saying. Currently two and a half weeks back to my plant-based diet to try and clear my skin so I can love myself again. Yes. And it, 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 those basic things really make a big difference. I know that I feel way better when I'm not 
eating fast food all the time or convenient food all the time. And when I get into those cycles, because we all get into it, um, I will drink like three cups of coffee a day and not enough water. And it drags my body down. It just makes me feel like crap. It makes my head all fuzzy. And I, I know logically like stop drinking so much coffee, start drinking more water. (laughs) Right. Um, I need someone to sit over my shoulder as I declutter. And every time I tell myself I need an item or might not, or might need it, they tell me, no, you don't, or no, you won't stop lying to yourself. Exactly. That sounds like a good friend. I can do that for you. Just post it into the group. I'll be like, you don't need that. (laughs) Um, Janelle, I know you crave that. We can talk about it on the call tomorrow. We'll talk about it on the call tomorrow. Um, Emily says, can I just go to the bathroom alone? Okay, so let's talk about that, okay? Because that's one of the things that moms say too, is like, can I just go to the bathroom alone? Like, come on, can I just go to the bathroom alone? And I used to feel like that. But since I have learned to be as proactive as I possibly can in avoiding that type of interruption all the time, like, it's not irritating to me anymore, right? (laughs) Like, I'm potty training a toddler right now, and she's in there with me every single time. And it's funny for me to look back on how it was with my first two kids because it definitely was not like that. I was so annoyed by it. And I was like, oh my God, I just want to take a shower without an interruption. Oh my God, I just want to eat my own food without somebody's hands on my plate. And um, now it's different. Like, I don't care that she wants to eat off of my plate. I don't care that she's in the bathroom with me. I'm just like, whatever, (laughs) whatever. It's fine, but, um, and not to say that it's always like that. It's definitely not, but it's definitely like that more of the time than it's not, which um, I think is the goal. It's never going to be perfect. You're never going to be like, I'm so happy. I have kids in the bathroom with me, right? (laughs) But at least it won't be irritating. And at least you'll be able to see it through like an objective, an objective point of view of like, this is what it is. I cannot, I can never do a podcast on potty training because this is the fourth kid that I've potty training that I'm doing this with. And I don't know how to do it. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. I just don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just have her naked. And whenever she pees, I bring her into the bathroom and she comes with me every time. Okay. (laughs) Um, yes. Okay. So the next, the next thing that you can do to help alleviate your burnout or be preventative in figuring out what you're, you know, preventative in having burnout in the first place is to identify what your goals and priorities are and then adjust them. Okay. So I think a lot of times the reason that we get burnt out is because we are doing so many things, right? We, we have a million and one things that we have to do as moms, but we lose sight of like what we're actually working towards and what we want to do, which is honestly what the whole entire motherhood simplified course is about. We're in a group coaching session right now. Um, but that course walks you through all of this, like figuring out your priorities, figuring out your time, what you need to be focusing on, what you need to do, what you don't need to do and all of that. But identifying what those are and adjusting them so that you can focus on the most important things I think is really important. 
Um, so I don't know where I was going with that, but hopefully that makes sense. Learning how to say no with grace goes along with that, right? Like a lot of times we are doing so many extra things that we don't really need to be doing, whether it's obvious things like maybe volunteering for your church and you don't need to be doing that or volunteering at the kid's school and you don't need to be doing that or scrolling social media too much. You don't need to be doing that, right? It can be these obvious bigger things, but it can also be these small things that we're giving all of our time and attention to instead of focusing on what our actual priorities are and making sure that we are spending our time in that way. So if you do want to learn more about how to do that, there's the motherhood simplified challenge. It's a four day challenge, or there's the motherhood simplified course where we just dive completely fully into it all. Um, the next thing is we talked about this. Okay. We talked about this at the beginning. We've kind of been talking about it throughout the entire thing, but changing your thoughts. Okay. Burnout makes you feel irritated. It makes you feel isolated. It makes you feel alone. It makes you feel like there's no way out. It makes you feel apathetic. It makes you feel kind of hopeless. It makes you feel like this is just your life now, but you really got to do your best, your best mustering up of every last little bit that you have or post in the group, come find us. We'll help you spin that into, you know, a positive, spin that into you identifying what the root causes of your burnout are and solutions that you can possibly try to fix them. Now, the last thing that I want to, to end on is that when it comes to finding those solutions and trying things and doing things, you have, and this is, this is, this is where I'm going to like kick you guys in the pants a little bit with love. Okay. You guys know that. But you have to own your role in fixing, in fixing your own burnout. You have to own it. Nobody's going to do it for you. And when it comes to asking for solutions or coming up with your own solutions or asking for support, be open to hearing what those solutions are because it is so easy to say things like, well, I can't do that because I have a toddler. Well, I can't do that because my husband works too much. Well, I can't do that <clears throat> because we don't make enough money. Or I can't ever do that because, you know, insert whatever, right? And that, that won't get you anywhere. Okay, it's not going to get you anywhere. And I've worked with a lot of moms who have been in these really low, dark places and got themselves out. And the common denominator with every single one of them is that they own their role in fixing the problem. They didn't say things like, I can't do that because, insert whatever here. They said, I'm going to do this because I can do this because, and that's the difference. Like you don't see people getting out of these situations. You don't see people letting go of these feelings because they chose to continue to talk about all of the reasons that they can't. They put those aside and said, I'm going to focus on the reasons that I can. Okay. Cassandra says, boom, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Okay, good, good. And I know you know I'm not saying that to be like harsh, <laughs> but it's the truth. And you can look at it with moms in this group, in this community. You can look at it with, you know, successful people that you look up to on the media or whatever. Like, I like to look at my husband, not my husband, oh my God, my son, 
both of my sons, Jessica says, I am going to do it despite all the excuses. Yes, because we all have so many. And honestly, all of our excuses are pretty much, pretty much the same. But um, my sons are really big sports fans. They love the greats. Okay, they love Michael Jordan and they love Steph Curry. Michael Jordan was, and I love these kinds of stories because that, that's who I am. Michael Jordan was kicked off of his high school basketball team because he wasn't good enough. His coach kicked him off and said, you don't get to be on the team anymore. And guess what? Michael Jordan is now the greatest of all time, right? And Steph Curry got kicked off of his college team because he was too short. And now look at Steph Curry, like one of the greatest of all time, right? Like you don't see people like that doing great things because they focused on everything that was holding them back or what everybody else told them they couldn't do, or all of the reasons in the world that on paper they shouldn't be able to do this. They were like, you know what, whatever, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go be the greatest ever, right? <laughs> like that's what they do. Um, so that's just where I wanna, I wanna leave you guys with that. You have to own your role in fixing this. You have to stop telling yourself and telling everybody else all of the reasons that you can't do this and start finding the reasons that you can and that you're going to do it, okay? So I get it. I've been burnt out. Um, I'm going to hang up on the podcast and then I just wanted to finish up with you guys on Facebook for one more thing. And if you guys are listening on the podcast and you want to get on the secret conversations that go a little bit more in depth on things that I don't necessarily want out into the entire public world, join the Motherhood Simplified group to join us when we record these live because they're super fun. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Kinds of things. Hi, mama. Mama. And if you guys have seen any of the posts about what kinds of toys we have in our house, a lot of the toys we've had for about a decade because toys are universal. <laughs> Toys are universal. Can we think I'm a different person when I keep the llama head on? She I know. I'm like a fluffy llama. So like, <laughs> Kaylee will play with Shopkins and Calico Critters. She's here. She's not even two. And Derek and Bree, who are eight and ten, still play with Calico Critters because they like making the storyline. They like making the storyline. They like being able to play open-endedly. And they like to be able to play outside. Uh, <laughs>
Okay. Whew. Okay. We're getting to Kaylee's limit. <laughs> um, okay. So. Kaylee, come here. Last. A little bit, because every time you do that, they hear it really strong on the mic. <laughs> it's okay. Um, she's okay. I did ask her if she was going to tell a kid or help a kid declutter her room, like what kind of questions would you ask? I asked her, like, what kind of questions do you ask yourself um, when it comes to getting rid of things? And she said, do I want it? So you can have your kids ask themselves, do I want it? Can I use this? Is it just going to sit there making things messier? So those are the three questions that she had when it comes to like getting rid of stuff with your kids. And I know this episode is kind of all over, but that's perfect for kids, right? Because <laughs> that's how kids work. Um, okay, so another person asked the question, and I was actually really surprised by her answer um, because she like answered it immediately with no prompts and <laughs> no help. But somebody asked, how does a simplified home or do you think a simplified home helps you in school? Do you remember your answer? Because I wrote it down. Yeah. So I said that. So I said that it helps me focus a little more in school. Like you guys at work, sometimes people at work and then they can't focus on what they're doing. They're just like, okay, so when I get home, I need to clean the bathroom. I need to clean up outside. I need to make my bed. I need to clean our, our second bathroom. I need to clean up the playroom, stuff like that. And so it helps you focus more so you're not all worried about your home. And did I say homework? I said homework. Yeah, you talked right? about homework too. Yeah. And for homework, instead of moving everywhere, because your house keeps getting messier and messier, you can just have one spot for homework. And again, it helps you focus on it because you're not like, so after this, I need to clean up the whole house, right? Yes. They said she gets me. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. And that answer actually honestly blew me away because I didn't think that she picked up on that. I didn't think it was something that she paid attention to. But looking back on conversations that we've had with her, because um, school in California is really different than Idaho. She had so many projects this year that she had to bring home. And she was always like, I have so many things I have to do, like so many, like the Gold Rush project and the everything else project. And um, that was nice for me to hear that she could go to school and have all of those running lists and tasks and things that she had to get ready for and prepared for and I had to get ready and prepared for and she was like it's easy at home I was having my same spot I didn't lose stuff um so that was a, I, that was a really good question whoever asked that question thank you because that was really good insight for me as a parent that even though <clears throat> she's not doing that school stuff at home necessarily she recognizes that home is an easy place to be so that you know she can kind of deal with that and get all of her stuff at school done um okay i'm just going through the notes because we've kind of jumped around all over but we got oh i don't know if you remember your answer oh come here kaylee they want to know where you okay here you take it and touch them they want to know where you do your homework where i do my homework kaylee. okay you want blueberries so usually i do my homework downstairs on the table because after school, it's like 2.30 when we get home. 
And so when I do my homework, I go downstairs into the kitchen and I sit on the kitchen table and I have a snack and I go do my homework. And we will answer them for you guys. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other, and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it (laughs) because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.